Welcome to High Tech Minds, an exclusive podcast that features successful and inspiring Armenian tech community across the globe. I'm your host, Nareen, and thank you for joining me on this journey. Every idea can turn into successful business when innovation, meaningful partnership, and communities come together. Kudos to CIC Providence, state-of-art co-working space in downtown Rhode Island for their continuous support to local tech communities and female founders. Happy Thursday and welcome back to High Tech Minds. I'm Noreen, your host. Thank you so much for finding time to join me today. As you know, on this podcast, I host successful Armenian entrepreneurs, innovators, startup founders across the globe. With my guests, we talk about their startup journeys, challenges they're overcoming on their road to success. We also share ideas on Armenian startup ecosystem, ways we can expand this ecosystem and bring more investments to the country's tech scene. So if this is something you are really interested in, head to our website to learn more about High Take Minds community, hightakeminds.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcasting app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whichever is your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss new episodes. So today I'm going to sit down with Madame Gelomian, co-founder and CEO at Lucky Carrot. Lucky Carrot founded in 2018 in Armenia. It's an all-in-one employee engagement platform that enhances engagement, makes employees feel recognized, and brings thank you culture to workplace. I want to welcome Mariam, who joins me all the way from Yerevan. Hello, Mariam. I'm super excited to welcome you today. Welcome to High Tech Minds. I'm very excited and thank you for, for the invitation. I'm really happy and honored to be your guest. Sure. My name is your first stop with High Take Minds. Can you a little bit tell us who are you and what you do, how you got into entrepreneurial world? Uh, after the high school, I went to the American University of Armenia doing a bachelor's in um, business and mm-hmm. having the track of general business, basically everything in one place, like accounting, marketing, economics, etc. And then uh, meanwhile, I just, uh, in the middle of my education, I also went to um, Draper University for their programs, for their hero training program for around five, six weeks. And then after that study, I just came and finished a bachelor's in business. And uh, during those ta- during those years, the, the last year, we started Lucky Carrot. Well, also during that time, I uh, joined some, you know, d- different teams here. For example, I was also in, in, in the crowdfunding formula. I also learned lots of great skills there. Yes, I think at that time I was in my first year at AUA. So in 2018, you founded Lucky Carrot, which is an all-in-one employee engagement platform that helps companies to increase engagement with their own employees. Can you take us back to the story of the company? How everything started? Most of the most of the co-founders and team members at Lucky Carrot actually work in the same tech company here in Armenia. And in that company, um, before Lucky Carrot was created, uh, people were doing uh, the company had financial reward that was, you know, choosing the employee of the month and giving a reward, a financial budget to that person. And, you know, not the, not only the financial budget, let's say that all of the clubs and all the good stuff to this person. Um, how they were doing that was they were they were using, you know, Slack. And in that Slack, they were choosing, for they were nominating people. For example, I nominate Narina to become the employee of the month because of this or that reasons. And after you've got like 10 nominees, let's say, 
um, you, uh, the management chooses one person to become the employee of the month, right? And then at the end of the day, after doing this several months, uh, we had a problem of employee disengagement. We did, at that time, we did not know that that problem is called employee disengagement because you had lots of, you, you had uh, just one happy person that was appreciated for the good job. And then you had lots of unhappy people because daily they were doing great job. They, had, they were having achievements. That was kind of being unheard or unnoticed because like if we are sitting next to each other, you do good stuff. Maybe I'm the only one knowing about that or several people around us, right? That is noticing. And the other people do not know about that or it even hurts more when you are a nominee um, you know, every time, but really never the winner. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's even, it, it hurts even more. So we did a, a 24 hour hackathon uh, and out of that hackathon, actually, you know, out of many ideas, Lucky Carrot was the one and Lucky Carrot won. And that company became like the early adopter of, uh, of Lucky Carrot. And then mm-hmm. other companies heard about it. There were several tech companies next to us that were working in different offices, right? And I also learned about Lucky Carrot and um, that's how everything kind of rolled out from there. Wow, that's awesome. I personally love hackathons. They're very effective in a sense testing ideas. So being a female entrepreneur is not an easy thing. I really want to know what has been so far the biggest challenges for you personally as an entrepreneur, as a founder. Well, one of the things I would say is being able to zoom in and zoom out every time because uh, if you are, let's say, a startup and you don't have a big team, right? And as a co-founder, okay. you are engaged in many, many, many things. And it at the same time, you need to be in the daily task, but at the same time, you got to zoom out and think about long-term stuff, which is really hard. Sometimes you get really caught in, in daily routine, right? So it's important to make sure that you have the, you know, that you have your days or even like months organized to be able to do that. And I'm still learning to do that. It's it's not easy, right? That's so true. Sometimes it's so difficult to zoom out. I have the same issue too. So (laughs) going fitness, it helps, by the way. Yeah. So talking about employee recognition and employment engagement, sometimes that can be confusing. Can you a little bit unpack and tell us what is the difference between those two? Okay, so actually the recognition is part of engagement. Uh, What do we mean by employee engagement? Um, the thing is that it's very hard to notice employee disengagement problem, which is you start noticing it when the problem is big and the problem, uh, you can see the problem when you see the change of behavior in your employees. When the person who was sharing funny stuff in your company is not doing that anymore. When a person was sharing his or her knowledge with the other people is not doing that anymore. When a person was putting more passion and idea and and really going the extra mile for the company is not really doing that anymore. And a lot of change of behaviors that you can notice. But the thing is that what you can do, what what you could do if you could uh, be proactive and notice that beforehand you know, before there is a shift in, in employees' behavior, right? So that is the employee disengagement. It's not something that you can really um, see in numbers. It's more of, you know, of a qualitative thing that you got to be aware of. And the recognition is one of the things of components of engagement. For an employee to stay engaged in your company and stay longer with your company because engagement is directly proportional to employee turnover. 
So uh, the end point is to have like good relationship with peers, good relationship with the managers, have recognition and not and in companies, we usually see like yearly or quarterly recognition. And it turns out by Gallup's studies that employees actually need two to three recognitions a week. And it's not only about the frequency, it's also about the quality of the recognition. Am I as an employee aligned with our company vision, mission and values? Am I an ambassador of my company? Meaning like, am I proud of my company or hang out with my peers a Friday night and telling them, okay, don't come to our company. It's really bad. No. Or it's the personal growth. Meaning, am I having the same names as I was having like two years ago or, um, or am I growing in my company and the company actually notices that my special skills and can give me a responsible task for me to grow, like to have a career growth, etc. And there are like 10, thing, uh, 10 components. And so recognition is part of the uh, engagement, which makes a huge difference because it has uh, one of the highest weights on engagement. So how exactly does Like Carrot help companies to expand employee engagement? What are the some of the solutions you're offering businesses, offering companies, and you're sure that those solutions can really help expand employee engagement? Mm-hmm. So uh, at Lucky Carrot, we are developing an end-to-end, like all-in-one engagement platform, which means we do not only solve one part of the engagement, okay. but we are like covering a full cycle, which is uh, one, we um, do engagement pulse surveys and okay. they are pulse surveys because you as a company cannot afford to learn about your problems quarterly, but you know, monthly, even weekly. Uh, so we do engagement surveys to measure engagement and to measure all of the components of engagement to diagnose any mm-hmm. disengagement causes. And not only disengagement causes, like which part of these 10 components you need to improve as a company, but exactly as a company in which of the teams or in which of the departments that you need to focus to save your time, like as an HR manager. Secondly, what we do is that, okay, we understand the problem. Uh, Secondly, we collect data, not only through surveys, but also through peer-to-peer recognition, Mm -hmm. right? Because like a carrot, one of the parts of like a carrot is a platform where employees can recognize daily, you know, on uh, on their great job and achievements, like I can recognize you as my team member and make you know everyone see uh, that um, everyone in our company and make thing, good things more visible and pop them up to the surface. Uh, and out of this, we uh, um, collect data of employee relationships and interactions, which help mm-hmm. again to see any signs of disengagement, any uh, weakening interactions within the teams, among the teams or among team members, right? Again, which, which employees are in the red zone, the unit. And then after that, we also give additional information on, the, uh, on which employees are your best executors or like mm-hmm. informal leaders. What do, you, what do you mean when you're saying red zones? In a red zone, for example, employee in a red zone can be having a conflict within the team. An employee in the okay. red zone can be disengaged or let's say demotivated because um, he or she doesn't really like anymore the project sh- that she's involved in, for example, okay. or um, she's working too much right now. There is a work-life balance issue, for example. So talking about surveys, might I'm do employees have access to the results of surveys? I think that would be very interesting also for employees to know what is the situation in a company. 
It's anonymous. The surveys are anonymous, but of course, lucky carrot admin, which is usually the HR manager or in some other you know, cases in the company, there are also the CEOs or someone from the management stuff, right? It differs from the, you know, the size of the company. So it's visible to the HR managers and you know, the lucky carrot admin. But in, very, in many companies where they have really, really great transparency, they share the results with the team and say, okay, guys, we know that, for example, we have an issue with employee satisfaction. We understand, for example, that in employee satisfaction, uh, what it means is that do I have the uh, everything that I need to be able to do my job, for example, a good laptop, a good internet connection, etc. Okay, we understand we got that problem. And guys, we, we are we are solving this and we have come up with this plan. What do you think? Right. We know, for example, that you don't like, I don't know, the laptops or the chairs in our company. Okay, which one you want, for example, let me. Uh, and they can be transparent and share the results, right? And then to come back to like the previous question, it's very important to mention that aside from giving you know data to um, or showing the people in the red zone to HR managers is that you're also giving actionable recommendations, okay. right? Like, okay, HR manager, when you log into Lucky Care, this is what we are building right now. Um, do a one-on-one -on -one session with this person, for example, because okay. of this and this and that reasons, like Lucky Care checks that he or she is in the red zone and then measure outcome. Because we are developing KPI and goal management right now. Okay, so now you can connect the engagement with the performance. So you did things like this, you enhanced engagement in your company, um, you solved the problems, and now you can see the results in the performance, how the team is performing also in numbers. You have created very fascinating rewarding system, Carrot, <laughs> correct? Yes. Every time employee gets recognized for his or her job, they get a carrot. Why carrots? Is there any story behind it? Um, so why carrots? Uh, because there is an expression in the U.S. They say like carrots and sticks, carrot for reward and stick for the punishment. And okay. in the new, let's say, management style, the new rewarding style, uh, of course, you um, give, you know, let's say carrots and then, I mean, rewards. So that's why we took only the carrot from that expression and we just made it lucky. So it became like lucky carrot. Um, and regarding like, how do we make that? I mean, in, in um, it's just, let's say a few clicks, like clicking on the recognize button, choosing the person that you want to recognize giving the feedback, for example, thank you, Narine. Now, after researching more about email marketing due to you, we have more click rates to our websites. And me as a salesperson, it's great to see that because I'm getting more leads, for example, right? And then one of the more, most important things, I need to match my feedback with one of the company core values. And let's say one of the company core values is self-development. So you did the self-development. So I put it there so that we can also understand how aligned the company is with um, the values. So what happens if I got 10 carrots? Are there any monetary value in it? You can, uh, since the carrots carry a financial value decided okay. by the company, let's say, yeah, $1, uh, you will be able to redeem it into gift cards. <laughs> That's funny. Madam, there's a lot of talk about how employee engagement is important, that companies need to more recognize their own employees, put more efforts, more programs in place that can really help to boost their employees' full power, potential, motivate them to do a better job. At the same time, 
most of the organization and businesses still hesitant to embrace employee engagement programs. It was fascinating for me to see that 65% of employees haven't received any form of recognition for good work in the last year. So why do we still have so many companies that are hesitant to adopt stronger employee engagement programs? What is the reason that I want to recognize their employees' work? Yeah, there, there is just starting a shift from the old model to a new model. Because like, if you think about, let's say, Silicon Valley, um, the cool companies even have employee engagement score as a KPI for their managers. I mean, like, can you imagine engagement score for, you know, as a KPI for the managers? I mean, that, and that's really cool. And, that's, and that, that's how it should be because engagement is not just a part of HR management. I mean, it's not only just an HR, it's management style. Actually, it's something that the manager should care also about. And so why does this ha is this happening? It's just starting like from the US actually, this, you know, bringing recognition culture or culture of gratitude and just starting to kind of expand in other countries as well, you know, because they're still in the old style of quarterly recognitions or, you know, week monthly recognitions at, at best in, in, the, in the best case scenario. That's a really very valid point. HR has a pivotal role to play because HR people are the ones who create programs, execute those programs. Do you offer any specific tools for HR managers to be more effective in identifying problems, diagnosing problems in their employees, and more engaging with them? So if we start from the basic thing, okay, if uh, we simplify and automate the process of employee engagement, that's fine. Second, we help you be proactive in case of you know problems rise, right? For example, you're an HR manager sitting in your office with just the several employees Okay, there are other off, you know, offices and, and there are other, sorry, um, rooms and sitting employees, right? Uh, and you get to know about a problems when a problem is big enough to appear in their faces. See, or, or let's say a conflict is in the team, et cetera. So we help you be proactive to understand, okay, which, which person is not, which person is not really communicating with others? Which okay. person actually, yeah, like in with the with the relationships and interactions, like we have an analytics which shows real-time employee relationships and interactions based on a peer-to-peer -peer recognition, which really shows a real data. Like for example, uh, I was uh, I was connected with lots of people in a, in my first three months, and then after that, in the next three months, I'm getting less and you know I'm getting less and less connected. My connections in quantity are, are decreasing and in quality are also decreasing. Okay, so I got a problem here. And before the problem rises big enough to explode, you get you can get to know about this. Or for example, um, in, in Lucky Care, we also have a, 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 let's say a solution where employees can do team building activities themselves. So if there was like a team building activity in my team and I didn't participate, like you can know about that, you know, in, in the system, even not just, you know, talking to me, lots of things that we get like in with the in, in the HR manager for the HR manager would tell you your informal leaders with just a few clicks, right? Okay. We tell uh, or the key, uh, key team player, the best executor. And we also show them what we call the hearts of the employee, the, okay. uh, sorry, the hearts of the company. And these employees may not be your best performers or executors or informal leaders, but you have some employees that actually, for example, connect people together. They bring fun when we are, you know, 
drinking cup of coffee in the kitchen. You also have this kind of people that you got to notice and retain, right? We show this type of people and we help in also increase employee engagement, measure it and increase it, which is the most important stuff. Just diagnose any early signs of disengagement and deal with it as soon as possible. You know, in Armenia, I work for a big department and one of the rituals, morning rituals, was to having Armenian coffee in the morning. Tell you the truth, that was the best time. <laughs> I think one of the important things, and I have been employees, I am employees right now, to understand how your company is really measuring your success or your engagement. How do you help companies to measure employee engagement? So with companies, what we do is that uh, we measure engagement score when we first put like a carrot in the company, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and so that's kind of our starting point. Okay, guys, so this is this is your, let's say, situation in, in, in engagement. So let's start work together, right? So you can now see the your strong sides, right? And uh, you can see now the um, sides to for improvements, right? For example, and right now, since the actionable recommendations are in the process of, uh, of development, that's why we do it manually with our team, with the companies, right? And so they, you know, plan ahead. For example, in one of the companies, uh, they had this uh, value of leadership. And for them, you know, it, it, with, with our data, like it shows that people don't really recognize each other for, from the leadership value. Uh, so they don't use it because they don't really see that value in people, right? Okay, one of the management people received that, which is fine because he or she, it's must for him or her, right? And uh, they, you know, they did some leadership courses with people. Uh, for example, I don't know, they purchased some, you know, uh, leadership courses from e-learning platforms. There were employees that exactly the HR manager started, manu you know, having one-on-one -on -one sessions and working with them together and then track, for example, if it helped to increase leadership, right? And then it starts to help. Or for example, one of the cases is that in the public timeline, you see that one of the very experienced project managers gives uh, a carrot to a junior developer saying, oh, you behaved in this case like a, like a senior developer, right? So these are things that right when you start uh, noticing. Uh, so you see your problem, you do actions, and then you track. You know, one of the conversations is very actively we're hearing about is bias in technology solutions that deployed for workforce management. There were a lot of faith put into AI machine learning that they're going to be so unbiased in recruiting employees. But you saw lately technology tools they were using actually were very biased in the recruitment process. In this sense, as a technology company, how do you reduce bias in your awarding system, in your decision-making process? Uh, so, uh, yes, I told in that that's really a great question. That's a really, really a great question because uh, the tool, let's say we have data, we have like two sides, right? We have data input and then we have output. And the input is done by everyone inside the company because all of the data is generated exactly by your employees, right? And you uh, recognize people based on your, you know, you know, subjective thoughts, right? right. And uh, we have this kind of word uh, we use in, in short, and we had this kind of concern of carrot corruption when we were building Lucky Carrot. And this is really funny. 
corruption. <laughs> oh, we love that expression, although the meaning is very bad. But <laughs> uh, so, what if carrot corruption happens, right? Because we are still humans, and I just can like someone, or he or she is just the best friend of mine. I can give the carrots, but what it turns out is that. And this is a question during our demo meetings most of the time that the HR managers ask about. And what happens is that we notice that this carrot corruption stuff is actually happening less than even 1% or uh, yeah, less than like 1% in companies. Now, why, right? So the question is, why does, is this the case? Because since the recognitions are public, I mean, if I give you, I don't know, five carrots and then you give me five carrots back, I give the, the other person this many carrots and then he or she gives you and then you give me, et cetera. So this is very visible and this is very, I mean, it's easy to understand. So this publicity of the recognitions prevents people from, you know, doing this carrot corruption. Secondly, secondly, if they do, you can see that in within the analytics. As an HR manager, you can like, very quickly understand that and thirdly oh yeah and and um one more thing so when we do when we enter lucky with lucky carrot in in, in company we do training mm -hmm. user training on making people like understand what what the whole point of lucky carrot is because it's very important to communicate and deliver the end purpose of lucky carrot and lastly if, even if even if you have this kind of people it's good to know them it's good to learn about them okay because as an HR manager, I saw these people doing carrot corruption. So I need to teach these people to come back to our culture, to match with our culture and match with our thinking and kind of to help them to level up with their mindset. I'm always so excited to see Armenian startups that are coming up with very interesting technology solution. Armenia has a, such a vibrant startup ecosystem. I, every day I meet someone very interesting uh, from Armenian startup ecosystem. But there are still things needs to be changed and done in order to improve this ecosystem, expand this ecosystem, and most importantly, attract investors to come to Armenia and invest in a country. What Armenia needs to do to make Armenia a promising place for investments? I think the image of the country has a lot, a lot of things to do. I mean, um, if we have, um, things will get easier. For example, it's just my opinion, if we have several unicorns born in Armenia okay and that's one thing to help second secondly I don't know how much we can the, the startup ecosystem can impact this but to work with the government to make the investment you know policies or let's say investment um, environment let's say to be more attractive to uh, to the investors because I don't know if we can really impact that with the startup ecosystem or not that's a great point by the way we already have two unicorns and if we can grow this number to at least four or five that would be huge for armenian brand recognition in international tech scenes yeah i mean if you have like several unicorns from here then wow i mean so that's going to have a huge impact huge interest and pr pr for for armenia to to get lots of people focused on armenia and i'm very positive that we're going to see more unicorns coming to international Texans that has Armenian founders at least. So Maida, what would be the best way to learn more about Lucky Carrot? Um, of course, uh, the website, uh, which is uh, luckycarrotapp.com, luckycarrotapp.com. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, and there you can register. There we have like Calendly with our team members. So you can book a demo at, the, at your preferred time. Or in case you want to get in touch with me, you can write to my email, which is uh, Mariam, M-A-R-I-A-M at luckycarrotop.com. And we'll be in touch. I'm very quick with email. Thank you so much, Mariam Jam, for the time and great conversation. I think you touch a lot of important points and a lucky carrot is really can be that technology and fun tool for many organizations to try to engage with their employees. Good luck with lucky carrot and stay safe. Bye. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Nana John. Uh, it was very, very cool to have to be your guest. Bye bye. Well, folks, thanks again for listening to today's episode with Mariam Gelumian, co-founder and CEO of Lucky Carrot. Find all links to founder and company in our podcasting notes. If you want to learn more about what we talked today or generally you want to learn more about what is High Take Minds community about, head to our website, hightakeminds.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcasting app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whichever is your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss new episodes. I want to take a second and thank our sponsor, CIC Providence Co-working Space, located in downtown Rhode Island, for providing me with their state-of-art podcasting studio where I do all High Take Minds recordings. So you can find them at cic.com slash providence. This has been High Take Minds Podcast and your host, Noreen. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.